All right, hey, hey guys, it's me, Zack Snyder, the director of this movie, Army of the Dead. I also did Justice League, 300, Batman vs. Superman, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, Justice League, The Schneider Cut, now available on HBO Max, or you may know me from my greatest accomplishment, I directed the world-famous ZZ Top music video. Oh, you don't know. Well, it was World of Swirl by ZZ Top. Anyway, welcome to the cast and crew of Army of the Dead. Here, I have one rule and one rule to rule them all. Absolutely no one gets to sit. No chairs anywheres. Read my shirt. It says no chairs anywheres. Um... Uh, Mr. Snyder, well, um, what what about bathroom breaks? I mean, surely we, we can sit down on the toilet, right? Did you not read my shirt? It says no chairs anywheres. Oh, I forgot to show you the back of the shirt. It says including toilets. Um, but, uh, Zach, I... Um, I, I, I kind of sort of sit down when I pee. You see, I, I, I have this very unpredictable stream, and, and if I stand, I, I, I might piss on my pants. Well, you best piss your pants then, because what the shirt says goes. <sighs> okay. Hey, Dave, look, get a load of this guy. He actually pissed his pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you must be so embarrassed. <laughs> Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met stage cause we like to perform now we're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now it's time to celebrate our energy with new shows for you to blast every freaking week come on shop it's time to let our geek speak i hear you rob my geek speak has crazy tech we move of marvel dc's okay our content rocks geek news all day we're gamers too we play for fun i'm trekkie proud Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking comic books, we're talking geek news, we're talking trailers, we're talking everything in between, and this week is no different. I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me, the yin to my yang, the zombie prime to my severed head, Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? 
brains. It's going great, Wonder Rob. How you doing? Oh, well, I'm feeling good now. Uh, you know this, Shaf. These people, depending on how loyal they are to the podcast, may know have noticed, but podcast coming out a little late. I've been sick this week. Mm. Uh, no zombie-related jokes or puns or anything. Just got sick. That's how it happens. But I'm feeling better today. So thank you, Shaf. I appreciate you asking, even though you already knew how I'm doing. That's a <laughs> that's true friendship. That's best friendship right there. That's right. And speaking of best friendships, I I want to talk to the audience because they are best friends to us by listening to the podcast. They they are best friends in tandem. Uh, the, let's say they're they're uh, vicariously our best friends simply by listening. And so since you guys are also our best friends. Let me tell you, I got to thank you. If you've already subscribed to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're one of our new best friends and you haven't subscribed yet, or better yet, is this your first episode? Well, you're in for a treat because we're going to blow your mind holes with geeky goodness for the next 90 to two hours. We always say it's going to be a 90-minute episode, but that never happens. It's always two hours. There's always too much geek content. And again, again, this week's going to be, ugh, sorry, I am recovering from a cold. If I, let me just uh, tell everybody, if I do like a weird swallow or I have to cough, I'm just going to turn away from the mic. But anyway, this week's no different. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't subscribed already, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. You know, the Apple Podcasts, the, the Google Podcasts, the Spotify, the Stitcher, SoundCloud, if you're one of the three people who still uses that platform. Hit subscribe. <laughs> if you're also one of the lucky sons of a gun who has the opportunity to leave us a review on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Leave us a review because you absolutely, positively, 100% will get a sexy shout-out on the show from either me or Shaf. Or, if you leave a real good review, maybe we'll even do a three-way. You never know. Ooh. You never know. If you'd like to suggest a topic for us to talk about, whether it's a geek news topic, whether it's something you want us to review, TV show, movie, video game, or even better, you want us to torture ourselves with a geek movie torture, a TV movie torture, or a video game movie torture. Wait, that made no sense. TV torture or video game torture. You can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm going to mention this at the top shop because it's not in our intro, or excuse me, it's not in our social media bumpers just yet. We've started a Twitch channel. Well, two, actually. You can watch us. Currently, we are streaming and playing Resident Evil Village. Uh, you can find the Geek So To Speak main Twitch page at Geek So To Speak Podcast on Twitch. You can also find Shoff's Twitch page at Geek So To Speak Shoff. That's S-H-O-F-F. -F. And if uh, you're one of the unlucky ones to not watch live as it's happening, we are currently setting up a YouTube page. It's Geek So To Speak Pod on YouTube, where I've currently got my Let's Plays of Resident Evil up there. They're all up to date, except for my last one, I think. I don't remember. But I'm going to get that one up. <laughs> if I had a dollar. I'm going <laughs> to get that one up. And Shoffs are going to be up very soon. So check out the Geek So To Speak YouTube page. Again, that's Geek So To Speak Pod on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell, hit likes, comment, whatever it is, because 
We want to share our plays with you, and we want that sweet YouTube revenue eventually. So mm. you got to subscribe. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. All the bookkeeping is out of the way. Here's what we're going to do, Shaf. I'm going to pretend like we haven't been talking all week, and I'm going to ask you, how has your week been, Shaf? Tell me, how's your week been, Shaf? <laughs> well, thanks for asking, Wonder Rob. Um, you know, it's been kind of, uh, I would say, a, a very eventful week. Some weeks I don't have a whole lot to share. This week I've got a lot to share, but I'm going to try and keep it as as succinct as possible. So first things first, I want to get this out of the way. For anybody reading uh, graphic novels, anybody who's into comic books, I want to recommend one that I'm currently reading right now that is so fucking good. Um, it is a page turner, and I have been deliberately trying to like delay the gratification that comes from uh, like reading this this graphic novel, like I, I limit myself to maybe like one issue a night before. So bed. you're telling me you're edging with this comic? I am edging with this comic. It's definitely like I, I don't want to blow my load through all five issues of the first collected um, volume. I am I am taking my time. Oh man! All right. Well, the, all right. So uh, I think we coined a term: comic book edging. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on Urban Dictionary, somebody. I like this. Comic book edging, for sure. Um, so the graphic novel I'm referring to is called The Department of Truth. Uh, volume oh. one is called The uh, End of the World. Here's the uh, a picture uh, for Wonder Rob to see. But for our listeners uh, who are not watching us and not in our room with us, uh, the, the cover is really interesting. It's got a picture of JFK, and both of his eyes are X'd out in, like, red X's. And uh, the style of the graphic novel, the artwork is really interesting. Um, the best way I can describe it is it looks like it's been painted. Like it's it's very uh, like watercolor. Oh, you're um, right. And sort of like the design of it, it's it, it, the aesthetic is really interesting. Lots of muted tones. Uh, the only time they really use bright colors is when they're sort of uh, trying to make uh, note of something and they'll do it with red. Red is a very like... Uh, sinister color in this particular uh, graphic novel. But um, I'm going to read the back just so there's like a, a little bit of a synopsis of this. I don't want to spoil um, any of these issues, so I'm not going to get into really any spoilers. The only thing I'm going to read is the back of the cover, so that's as much as, as anybody would get if they were to pick this up without reading it. So the main character is Cole Turner, and it says, he studied conspiracies all his life, from flat earth theory and the assassination of JFK to modern-day crisis actors. But he isn't prepared to live in a world where collective belief can turn fringe theories into reality. That is the terrible secret revealed to Cole when he is inducted into the Department of Truth, a top secret branch of the American government that has been tasked for generations with making sure dangerous conspiracies don't gain a foothold in the real world. But as Cole puts back, pulls back the curtain on everything he has ever accepted as fact, he must ask himself whether this sinister department is a force for good or if it has more sinister reasons for wanting to control the truth Ooh. so really interesting i highly recommend you check it out um great writing the dialogue is excellent uh the art is really unique i've not seen a graphic novel like this before um and uh and honestly it's creepy it's it's suspenseful there's a lot of tension and i'll tell you um i had some weird dreams after reading uh <laughs> really so, 
yeah, <laughs> some weird ass dreams. So, <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's definitely, um, uh, one worth edging. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one worth edging. Um, a separate from all graphic novel stuff, Wonder Rob. Um, I did a thing. I did, well, I did two things this past week. All right. That were, right. uh, that were pretty big. So, I'm all ears, buddy. Do you want to hear the good thing I did or the bad thing I did first? Ooh. I feel like the bad, I, I don't know what these are. I feel like the bad thing is going to be funnier. So let's start with the good thing. Okay. All right. And let's so end thing, on the bad thing. The good thing is I pre-ordered Lego da- uh, Daily Bugle. Oh, you did? I did. That thing is huge. That thing is so exciting. I can't wait. I'm supposed to arrive, I think, on Sunday or Monday. Maybe Sunday. I think Sunday. Uh, it's supposed to arrive by Sunday in the mail. I'm super excited. Oh, my God. Uh, it's the largest Marvel set that Lego has. And it's got like 25 minifigures. We talked about it, I think, last week on the podcast, just briefly with yeah. the news article. Um, but I am very excited to get my hands on this set. It's going to have prominent status um, in the Geek, so to speak, studio. Oh, my gosh. So. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> like, for real, I had the I had the almost instant urge to pick up my phone and pre-order it. <laughs> because you said it. Oh, man. I can't wait I mean, to see this. I'm going to be... Like the cash flow this week is going to be a little bit tight as a result, but it's worth it. Because worth it. This and this set technically doesn't even go available to just the, any random Joe until June first, and it became available on the twenty sixth for VIP members of of Lego, and within twenty four hours, completely fucking sold out. So you're telling me even if I wanted to, I could not pre order it. That's right. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to live vicariously through you. I got to see this. <laughs> that thing is huge. So, it's so tall. It's so tall. It's, I, I want to say, um, don't quote me on this, but I, I want to say it's definitely at least um, a f- more than a foot. I would say probably like a foot and a half tall. So. I think it's tall. Yeah, I think it's like 18 inches to two feet tall. It's because yeah. it said there's all sorts of rooms on the inside. Yeah. So if you're going to have rooms that fit the minifigures, it's got to be. It's got to be at least 18 inches to two. Yeah, I would say it's at least like four or five floors. Um, And the rooms are really funny, too. There's lots of little Easter eggs in there. Like there's the scene where Spider-Man is sitting behind the desk and there's the the painting of Spider-Man on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They've got that done in Lego form. It's really fantastic. So (laughs) I'm so jealous. So I'm excited to, to put this. that together. I still haven't started the uh, Lego Ghostbusters Ecto-1 set, but this weekend I'm going to crack that open um, and uh, begin building that one. So Nice. Yeah. All right. So, well, that's the good news. What's the bad the good news? news? Bad news is uh, the other thing I did was speed down Main Street, uh, and I got caught. Uh, I got pulled over, Wonder Rob. The cops got me. Did so, you use uh, my old Fast and the Furious uh, line to get out? I just watched Fast and the Furious. I couldn't help it. <laughs> uh, what, I, what I tried to say was, I have to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to poo real bad, and that's why I was driving fast, because I got to get back home. No, no, here's here's how it went down. So I went, I had a craving, Wonder Rob. I had a cra- craving for a breakfast burrito. You know how it goes sometimes. You got to have oh, a breakfast burrito. I know. Trust me. I know. 
So first, uh, we live right down the street from a place called the Human Bean, and it's like a coffee place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have these breakfast burritos that are are brought in from Boulder, Colorado, and they're delicious. That's really, 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 really good. It's like a local uh, company that they work with to get. Wait, these, uh, hold on, hold on. They bring in these. They br- they import these breakfast burritos. Yes. Oh, yes. How far is Boulder from where you are? Um, I want to say like forty-five minutes. So they go. They drive forty-five minutes and get these breakfast burritos and bring them back and then sell them. They're that good. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, salivating right now. They're so. I could go like for five one. Or six flavors. Oh my god, delicious breakfast burritos. Uh, so I went there first and I was like, I'd like to get a sage sausage burrito, please. And she's like, We're all out of breakfast burritos. By the way, it was seven thirty in the morning, and they were out of breakfast burritos. I'm like, how do you sell out in a matter of like, you've only been open for an hour. So that's how good they are. Um, so I was like, well, fuck. So now I know I got to go to Starbucks because there's really no like Filiberto's places. If there were, trust me, I would love to get a breakfast burrito from there. But there's there's not any place like that in town. So um, the next place that has a breakfast burrito that I know of, it's quick, is Starbucks. So I'm, I'm on my way to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And it's on my way to Starbucks when I'm right when I'm looking at my phone, and by the way, I know this is bad, but I looked at my phone because I had just messaged uh, Sarah before I got back in the car or whatever. I was like, hey, what do you want from Starbucks? So I'm looking at her order, and then I see the red lights uh, oh. flashing in my rearview mirror. I'm like, Gooigi. Oh oh, yeah. No. So I pull over, and she's like, she's like, how come you didn't, you didn't see my lights for a while? I'm like, I'm not going to tell. Oh, I was looking at my phone. That's why I couldn't see them. I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I, I just, I, I spaced out. My apologies. So apparently, then she had to like hit the siren. Like she, it like went like, it wasn't just like the lights. Like she had to actually flip on the, I'm going to totally embarrass you on Main Street. <laughs> Main Street is a one, one way street either direction. So it's like, uh. <laughs> um, it's very like, um, kind of a historic downtown look to it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I had to pull over and, uh, by the way, I still have my Arizona driver's license. We still have an Arizona plate. Like, Oh, all the she, things. did she yeah. uh, get on you on that? Thankfully she just, she kind of reprimanded me, but she didn't give me a formal citation on it. Cause I was like, we just moved here. I'm, I'm I've got 11 month old. Like we're just trying to get by here. Like, I mean, I'll get this stuff done, but I apologize. It hasn't happened yet. Um, but the part that really sucks is I I thought to myself, oh, well, you know, it's been a few years since I've had a, a, a speeding ticket. Shouldn't be a problem. Like, I'll just go to defensive driving school. I'll do the online class. It'll wipe it from my record. I'll pay whatever the cost is, and it'd be fine. They don't have that here. There's She nearly laughed at me when I mentioned it because I, I was like, okay, um, so I'll just – I, I'll be able to sign up for a defensive driving course, right? And she's like, defensive driving? Like, she starts smirking. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying not to smirk back at her. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, when you get a ticket, you know, you can do this as an alternative to paying the ticket or going to court. Uh, and she's like, oh, no, no, no. But we don't have that here. Um, um, every municipality, every whatever, you know, co- county is different, but... Here, your options are you go to court and plead your case or you pay the ticket. Um, And if you pay the ticket early, you get a reduction in points, but you can't get it removed. So, like, I can't even fight this at all. I'm like, I obviously sped. There's no way around it. Like, I I was going 45 in a 30 zone. So, 
And she got you for five or 45. I thought you said 40. So yeah, you were no. 15 over. Yeah, I was 15 over. Um, it, were you following it, the flow of traffic? I kind of felt like I was. I really didn't feel like I was speeding, but um, but yeah, she she was. I did not see her. She was parked in a very inconspicuous spot, and so she got me good. But um, gotcha. But yeah, so she's just yeah. a gotcha cop. Yeah, so I guess it goes off of like a rolling twelve months. So I mean, as long as I don't have like any other incidents between now and like a year from now, like it, it won't be a problem. But my insurance will probably go up, which sucks um, as a result. So and I have to pay a fee. It's like I just found out I'm gonna get a bonus check in a few weeks, and of course, universe is like, oh, let's find as many possible ways to take that money away from you. So how much was the ticket? Oh, uh, it wasn't terrible. It was like 150 bucks, I think. Okay, so. Well, the, my most important question is, did you get the breakfast burrito? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so I was so mad because here's the thing. We have like breakfast stuff at the house and I was contemplating that morning. I was like, I could just have oatmeal. But mm. the craving in my tummy was like, you need a breakfast burrito. And if I had just gone with the oatmeal, I wouldn't have had a speeding ticket cause yeah, and effect yeah 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 breakfast burritos equal <laughs> speeding tickets <laughs> wow you learned your so, lesson yeah i learned my lesson but yeah so that's uh that was my eventful uh week i would say great uh great comic books um exciting lego sets and um getting pulled over by a female cop who's was not interested in my charming personality <laughs> well uh, I hope you get, at least gave her the card to the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to the officer who pulled over Shaw. Uh, hit hit like and subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's my week. Wonder Rob, um, we know that you were not feeling well uh, yeah. yesterday, but uh, please tell me that the rest of your week has been nice. Oh, I've had a, a decent week this week. Uh, I'll get the bad out of the way. I didn't get pulled over or nothing like that, but of course... I got sick. I caught a cold this week. Nothing major, but, you know, I had sinus pressure, runny nose, cough, sore throat, like all your normal uh, little headache, you know, but it only lasted a day. I mean, I'm sure I might sound a little congested. I don't I can't hear it, but maybe you or the listeners can. Uh, And of course, I've already pulled away from the mic twice to cough so far. I'll try not to cough in your ears, everybody, but I think I caught a cold. In Newport Beach, because that's where I was this past weekend. Took the wife to Newport because our anniversary was just the other week. But I had my mom came in town to visit. And so, you know, we dedicated the week to her. But I decided, okay, we're going to take the next week off and go to Newport. So we went to Balboa Bay Resort right on the beach, right on the water there. Uh, We've been there once before. Last time we went to Newport, we went there. And, I mean, it was a nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, Not terribly eventful. I mean, I spent uh, most of the time in the room looking at the beach, looking at the water, but having no urge whatsoever to actually go down there and get in it. Uh, Much preferred looking at it. Uh, Went, (laughs) did a little shopping. My wife uh, threatened to go to Louis Vuitton to me, uh, but she didn't pull the trigger, so... I'm also not out of money. <laughs> uh, it was a close one. It was a close one. <laughs> oh, man. Excuse me. Sorry. 
I can't laugh either. I've just figured that out. No laughing. Otherwise, I'm going to have to cough. <laughs> um, so it was a good week. But I told you, Shaf, I got that backbone controller for my phone because I was going to take this very special uh, weekend getaway, very special <laughs> anniversary weekend getaway to test my backbone <laughs> controller for my phone. And oh, you know man. your boy Shaf. I mean, your boy Wonderoff. You're Shaf. I'm Wonderoff. <laughs> you know your boy Wonderoff. Hold on, I'm writing this down. <laughs> you forgot who you were. <laughs> I always write down things that we say during the show, you guys, just in case you didn't know that, uh, for the show notes later. Um, anyways, so I took the opportunity to test the backbone. Uh, and I told you last week, I also signed up for Google Stadia. I tried a one-month free trial for Google Stadia. So I said, what better way? to experience some gaming. I'm going to try playing. The downside to Google Stadia is that you're paying for the service and you also have to pay for the game. And so I didn't really know if I was going to like any of these games because they have an okay selection, but it's not like a multitude of games or anything. Right. And I didn't want to pay 60 or $70 for a game if I ended up not really liking the service. So a light bulb went off over my head because I was scrolling through the games and they have Immortals Phoenix Rising. And it says, upload your save if you have a Ubisoft Plus account. Uh-huh. I do have an Ubisoft Plus account, Shaf. That's how I've been playing uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising on the computer. So I said, this is perfect. So I downloaded the game. I didn't have to pay a cent for it because I'm already subscribed to the Ubisoft thing. And I was able to download my save from the cloud from PC, which is great. The downside is Google Stadia on your phone sucks. (laughs) This is why. The games do not play natively within the app. It's just a, it's just a gateway for you to buy the games. If you're going to play the game shop, you actually have to open up, at least on the iPhone, you have to open up Safari. You have to go to oh, a web page no. that is streaming the game. So what that means is I had my phone, you know, in landscape mode and I had the controllers on both sides, but I'm playing in Safari, meaning there's a, there's a whole, uh, the, you know, the, the search bar yeah. is on top. The tabs are on top. And the, the whole screen is the game screen. The actual image of the game is not fit to the screen size that's available. So I was only seeing the top two thirds of the screen and I couldn't oh see the bottom gosh. third. So I was like, oh, no, this is unplayable. This is broken. This is bad. So I looked into it more. Can I get around this? At least as far as I found so far, you can't get around it. There's no native way to play within the app. You have to play online. So I'm not super thrilled <clears throat> with Stadia on the phone. Uh, Why I mean, would it anybody may choose this then? Like, I mean, if you, the upside is that if you have like Google Chromecast, I think that's what it's called, or um, internet TV or internet, what's the right way to say it? TVs that can access the internet, like through browsers, or uh, there's apps that you can download on your television itself, or your PC. Technically, I can access this anywhere. So, like, if I was on vacation in Jamaica, 
I see. for example, and they had smart TVs and I could download the Google Stadia app or the Google Chromecast app to the TV and then connect via the internet and play. I could do it. But for the phone, not so much. So I'm not positive I'm going to keep my subscription to Google Stadia. Because does does Google Stadia have any accessories like peripherals so you don't have to go through those options? Like any handheld console or controller mm-hmm. or anything like no, that? No, the whole it doesn't have a solid plat like platform like Nintendo or Sony okay. or, or Xbox. It's simply an online platform <clears throat> to use. Wow. They do have like control special controllers and stuff that you can do if you want to not have to like hook up your Xbox controller, PlayStation controller or whatever. So I mean, I can see it coming in handy if I was out and about with my laptop and I hooked up like my controller via Bluetooth at the laptop or maybe on a TV somewhere, but I don't really do that. My primary video game playing is at home. Very rarely am I jonesing for a game outside of the house. So I'm not positive I'm going to keep this. Um, I haven't had any urge to try it again. So my my vote for Google Stadia, at least for me, Shaf, is getting a thumbs down. <laughs> Well, at least and you tried it. Effect. Yeah, at least you tried it. It was it was a good idea on paper, but it did not it did not pan out. Shaf, <clears throat> speaking of not panning out, sometimes we say incorrect things on the show. We believe everything we say is correct, but sometimes we say something incorrect. It doesn't happen terribly often, but hey, it happens. Luckily, we have a corrections department whose only job, his only purpose in life is to dutifully listen to each episode and write down everything that he believes is wrong or might actually be wrong. And then he creates a list, sends it to Shaw so he can read it on the show and let us know what did we get incorrect. So I typically do not look at these lists because... I don't want to be spoiled. I like to I like to give my genuine reactions to these corrections. So Shaf has the list of corrections from last week's episode where we talked about Invincible versus Jupiter's Legacy, which show deserves our time. Uh, if you didn't catch that episode, I'm not going to tell you which show deserves our time, but go back and listen to it because <laughs> one of them clearly stands over the other. So Shaf, tell me, what did the corrections department have to say this week? All right. So uh, he said, well, we were discussing Lego Masters, uh, which is the the show on Fox. Uh, oh, yeah. Contestants uh, build Lego, build with Lego. Um, and uh, Wonder Rob, you asked what the correct plural version of Lego was. And he's telling you the correct plural of Lego is just Lego. Or if the company has its way, Lego bricks, which is what I said, Lego bricks or Lego sets. So. Okay, so neither one of us was wrong technically on that. Correct. That was a we clarification. Both, we were both right. That, um, the clarification department. Thank you. <laughs> on the episode, uh, apparently, I was talking about the graphic novel. We only find them when they're when they're dead. Um, and when I got to talking about the artist, I said Simone DeMeo, and both of us called the artist a woman because Simone is a is a woman's name, but. Uh, this particular Simone is actually of the male gender, and his name is just Italian, pronounced Simone. Sorry Simone. for assuming your gender, Simone. Uh, this correction submitted by Lady Olena Tyrell, they said. Tell Schaff and Rob I want them to know it was me. Um, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Wait, say that whole last sentence again. So uh, <laughs> I know this is a Game of Thrones reference, but Wonder Rob, you don't watch Game of Thrones and you've never seen all the episodes, so you wouldn't get this. No. Nope. Um, I uh, know. That, I'm sorry, guys. It's on my list. He said this correction submitted by Lady Olena Ty- Tyrell. Uh, who they said, tell Shoff and Rob, I want them to know it was me. Okay. Thank you, Lady Tyrania Tyrone. (laughs) Who is that? Uh, He's even even throwing memes in the corrections now, um, just to, just to spice it up. Um, in regards to the Simone thing, he put the Austin Powers meme of that ain't no woman. It's a man, man. Oh boy. I'm not sure how well um, memes translate to podcasts. No, they Corrections don't. department. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> um, the next one is when discussing the snake eyes film, Henry Golding is the actor playing the character. Okay. Did we not know that? I'm, I, I don't that. remember. What we said or didn't say, but good okay. good clarification again, clarification department. For the corrections department, going forward, you have to tell us what we did wrong. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we said wrong on that. <laughs> you can correct us You know us I don't remember. We don't remember, yeah. Yeah. Um, when doing an impression of Harvey Keitel, Wonder Rob said that he was in Goodfellas. And Harvey Keitel was, in fact, not in Goodfellas. <laughs> I believe I immediately said, I don't know what movies I was in, <laughs> or something to that effect after that impression. He was he was in Reservoir Dogs, which might be what you're getting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're virtually the same movie. Yeah. I think I should get a pass on that I'm one. I'm pretty sure he was Mr. Pink, if I'm not mistaken. but Or at on. least Mr. Stink. <laughs> Uh, when discussing Invincible, Schaff stated Omni-Man was part of the Guardians of the Globe team. However, he is not. My bad. He works with the Guardians of the Globe, but he might not He's, be a team He was an member. ally to the Guardians an ally. of the Globe. Yes, okay. Um, also, when discussing Invincible and John Hamm's character, the story is interweaved throughout the first season of the show. Cool. Thanks for the spoilers. Yeah. Corrections department. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> when discussing Jupiter's legacy, Schaff asked how to pronounce uh, the main character's name, who plays Sheldon. Uh, and apparently it's Josh, and he spells Josh, J-A-A-S-H, Josh. <laughs> Dumbell. Dumbell. Josh Dumbell. Josh Dumbell. That's not right. There, that that can't be right. Why why is there an A in there then? His, his last name is spelled D U H A M E L. How is it Dumbell? Uh uh. Corrections department got their first correction from us. <laughs> that makes no sense. That's one strike. Thirteen or fourteen more strikes, and you're out of here, buddy. Fellow geeks, send us some YouTube videos where people are talking with Josh Dumbell and uh. And, you know, prove us, prove to us that that's how people are saying his name. Because I, I think there's got, the A is in there somewhere. The A is, has a purpose. He it's is not a silent A. There's no the such fucking thing as a silent A. So. Oh, boy. All right. That's all corrections that we've got for this episode. All right. Thank you, corrections department, even though Schaff strongly disagrees with your last correction. So we're, we're going <laughs> to have to look into that one. But 
Not only do we take corrections in the corrections department, we also talk about him enough. We decided we'd throw him a bone and let him have his own segment called In Review with the Corrections Department, where we give him the opportunity to talk about whatever he wants on any given subject for, you know, a brief period of time. So this week, let's, uh, well, I was, oh shoot, I was about to actually spoil what he's going to talk about. I know, you were going to spill the beans. <clears throat> Oops. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll give it to him. Corrections Department, take it away. Hello once again to an in-review with the Corrections Department. This week I'm going to be talking about the Amazon original series, Invincible. I know Shoff and Rob talked about this on last week's episode, so that's why I decided to do it this week, so I wasn't talking about the same exact thing as them last week. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this series. I watched it. Uh, very recently, and because I loved it so much, I ended up picking up all three compendiums so that I could read the, the graphic novel as well. The animation in the show is just very crisp and clean, and it, the writing is, is fantastic in this. The voice work is fantastic as well. Stephen Young as Mark in the show, uh, J.K. Simmons as his, as his dad, and there's all these twists and turns in the show, and you just really need to watch it for yourself if you haven't heard anything about the show. Go into it uh, completely fresh without any kind of knowledge of what's going on in the show and you'll you'll enjoy it a lot more when different things start to happen on the show. I would highly suggest this. Uh, the action is great. The animation's fantastic. The, uh, the comedy is really great in it as well. There is some gore in the show though, so maybe avoid uh, little kids watching this, but I don't think any little kids are listening to this podcast, so probably disregard that so with that back to Shoff and rob all right he took it and he took it away thank you <laughs> corrections department. he's talking about invincible Shaw. yeah uh he didn't want to he didn't want to talk about invincible when we talked about it he didn't want to be derivative well it's actually technically if he had talked about Invincible, then he would have talked about it before we even got to it in the episode. So really, he would have been stealing our thunder had he put that in last week's episode. So I respect this. I respect this. Much respect. Gotta have respect. Um, <laughs> I've been reading Invincible this week, Shaf. I cracked open the comics. You did. I did. So uh, I, I mentioned Are you also this... edging with this comic? Like, oh, right? no. I am a, I am a one-read chump on this. <laughs> I go as fast as I can until I am out of energy or interest, really. Um, <laughs> so I was sick this week, and so I took the opportunity since I was off work. I canceled my appointments, uh, took some me time to feel better, and I... I picked up the compendium, the thick boy, and I said, I'm actually going to read this because we talked about this on the Invincible versus Jupiter's Legacy show. We were just comparing the pilots and I wanted to know, I think I asked you this on the show, should I watch the show or should I read the comics moving forward? Um, if I didn't say it on the show, I asked it in our group chat. Uh Anyway, I decided to read the comics because I was like, I got this stack of comic books here. I just had a feeling if I read or if I didn't read it and I watched the show, I wouldn't feel compelled to go back. So I decided to. So I'm nine issues in. I got to tell you, it's pretty good, Shuff. Um, it follows the plot of the pilot. Again, I'm only one episode into the show. 
but it there's a lot of stuff in the pilot that's not in the comics or at least that I've read so far. So the ending of I'll tell you this, the ending of the pilot where you know what happens to you know who's doesn't happen so doesn't happen in the comics until the end of issue 6, 5 or 6. Oh, and all okay. sorts of junk happens in between that hasn't been in the show. Um, I'm enjoying it. The Compendiums issues 1 through 47. So it's a thick boy. I'm on issue 9 now. And I'll keep reading it. This is probably going to be my comic obsession for a while. But I would recommend. It only took me, you know, uh, nine years to read it since it came out or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> And your arch nemesis factor has been hounding me since this comic book came out to read it. So I finally caved. It only took me getting sick, Shock Shoff. Actually, maybe I'll just wait till I'm sick next time to keep reading it. We'll see. <laughs> but I, I've been enjoying that. You're going to, uh, like, subject yourself to sick people. Just so I gotta read the book. Cough in my mouth. <laughs> Can I eat your sick. spit? Oh, go, go, go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Enough of this nonsense. We've uh, we've had our intros. We've talked about our weeks. We've caught up with the corrections department. I think by looking at the clock of the wall, it's telling me that it's time for some geek news. Geek news. 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 All right, so as is tradition around here, whoever's hosting the episode on any given week, me in this instance, gives the uh, the the honor of the first news story to the co-host, which is Yushaf. So tell me, what's been going on this week in Geek News? All right, well, um, let me tell you something. Uh, what is something, Wonder uh. Rob, that... Uh, you would like to see uh, from um, DC Comics in movies. What would I like to see from DC Comics? Oh my yeah. gosh. This is not the question I thought you were going to ask me, but okay. I want to see a Mr. Dick's My Lick movie. Okay. Um, Co-starring Batmite. Okay. Zack Snyder. He was on we, the show earlier. We got him on for the opening segment. Yeah. That was uh, really nice. If he... If he's listening, please restore the Bat My Dick My Licks universe. That's all I Dick want. My licks. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, maybe a Bizarro Superman movie would would be good. Um, I want, I want thinking about villain origin movies. I think a Clayface movie would be good. I, I'm not the world's biggest DC fan in terms of comics. But I'm open to their movies, Shaf. So I think just about anything they do is probably going to get at least the benefit of the doubt from me. Unless it's a Joker 2, like a sequel to Joker. I don't necessarily think they need to make that movie. So I'm going to say they can make anything, but I I don't think they should make a movie for Joker. A sequel to okay. Joker. That's okay. That's my official statement. Well, good. Well, I'm, I think you're going to love this story then because okay. uh, according to um, an article in uh, – well, actually, this news was published discreetly by The Hollywood Reporter, but I'm reading it from the Collider.com website. Um, and, you know, you're going to be really thrilled about this. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Todd Phillips is reportedly co-writing a sequel to The Joker. What? <laughs> I am going to throw myself into the ocean. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, Shaf's finishing this podcast on its own. Come on, Wonder Rob. Put on a happy face. I get it, because that's from the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that DC fans are going to get what they fucking deserve. And... (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And they're going to get a sequel to the 2019 Joker movie starring Walking Fetus. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Friend of the show, Walking Fetus. Walking Fetus, yes. Um, Now, there's no official comment uh, from Warner Brothers or any representatives of Warner Brothers regarding this news, but it was confirmed that Joker is getting a sequel. Now, does he need a sequel? Is there really, like, more to that story that needs to be told? Personally, I don't think so. I think the movie is fine on its own. I personally did not enjoy watching it. And I'll tell you why, because it was creepy and it was disturbing. And it was the kind of movie that you only want, really want to watch once. Like, it wasn't the kind of movie I like to go back and, and watch. Like, who wants to feel that way multiple times? Like, just not the kind of yeah, movie. I agree. I liked it. I mean... I, I didn't hold back my opinions when the movie came out. I liked it, but you're right. I had zero, zero impulse to watch it again. Uh, even still, after all these years, I've seen it. I don't need to watch it again. It was all right. It was fine. I liked it, but I don't want to watch it again. So, yeah. I would be much, much cooler with the idea of just exploring origins of Batman's rogue gallery. I mean, he's got so many great characters that if you're going to spend time, like, really, like, fleshing out in their own stories. Like you said, a Clayface, uh, like villain story would be so great. I would love to watch a Clayface movie. I just wouldn't want them to do it. If they made more villain origin story movies, I just wouldn't want them to do it the way they did Joker. Meaning Bruce Wayne doesn't, uh, I was about to say he doesn't exist. He does exist, but he's a child to me. And I'm sure most people out there. And again, I know I've, I said it, before we even started talking about this, I have a limited knowledge of DC Comics. I've been a Marvel zombie since I was a little kid. But my the knowledge that I do have of the Batman Rogues Gallery is virtually all of them exist as a result of Batman existing. Um, so I don't know how much I like Clayface being becoming a supervillain with no Batman. Or the Riddler. Or Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? Actually, Mr. Freeze could work. I yeah, think that would be Batman. a nice tragic story. That would be a good one. Yeah. I think that could that could be a good one. Um but I don't know. Like what where would they even take a Joker sequel? That's what I don't get. The only thing here I'm gonna pitch an idea for a Joker sequel. This may or may not be good, but I'm gonna pitch it. Uh do you remember off the top of your head how old Bruce Wayne was in the Joker? Um He was a child, not- his parents just died. So like seven, eight. I would guess seven or eight. Yeah, that sounds about right. How old was Batman when he actually was Batman? Like he he did all his training. He came back. I would say 23, 22, 23 ish. Correction department. Get back to us on that one. When did Batman actually start being Batman? Okay. So let's say it's, let's just hypothetically say it's 22, right? So 18, 19, 20, 20, 22, 14 years. They set the movie 14 years after the Joker where Batman exists and it's your boy, Rob Bat, Bat and Bat. And Joaquin Phoenix is currently 46, 56, uh, 57, 58, 60. So 61, a 61-year-old Joker, not out of the question in my mind, uh, is back 
or he's been around for a while, and now the Batman's there to take him down. So it's not necessarily a Joker sequel. It's a sequel to Joker, but it's also a sequel to the Batman. Yeah, yeah. That's my idea. Zack Snyder, get this idea to Warner Brothers. I don't expect any compensation. I just want free popcorn from whatever movie theater I go see it in. So make it happen. Also, 2% of the gross. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. That's my idea. But realistically, I don't know that we need another Joker movie. <laughs> just... No, no. It should be a self-contained story. I mean, the the problem with it was is that it was so successful that that's why now the studio just wants to mine it for whatever. Oh, of course, they it can. was. I mean, it, it, made it surpassed so a billion dollars. Yeah, so on virtually no budget. Like, yeah. Uh, why wouldn't they make another one? I get it. I see where they're coming from, but I just don't think it needs. I think they wrapped up the story pretty well. Per, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. <clears throat> well, moving on from there, Shav. Let's uh let's switch gears and let's talk about Marvel, our bread and butter on this show. And I'm going to go even further. I'm going to talk about Spider-Man colon No Way Home. Now, before I get into this news story, Shaf, I'm going to expressly let you know that's a phrase that may or may not exist. Expressly <laughs> let you know that what I am about to say is a rumor. This is a rumor, guys. We uh, we try not to report on rumors as fact, and so I'm just telling you, take this with a grain of salt. But this was all over the internets today. Spider-Man 3 rumor explains the meaning of cryptic title No Way Home. So, on a recent episode of Collider's The Snyder Cut, but not The Schneider, The Snyder, with Rob Snyder, <laughs> host Jeff Schneider, just kidding, it's not Rob Schneider, Host Jeff Snyder discussed rumors that he had heard about the upcoming Spider-Man colon No Way Home. He, he noted that six Spider-Man villains from the past wind up in Peter Parker's universe. And in the past, he means past films. And explained that they are the ones who have no way of getting home. Uh, the full quote is, It doesn't really make sense to introduce new villains necessarily in this movie, but six Spider-Man villains from the past winding up in Peter Parker's universe or whatever. They are the ones who have no way of getting home. So yeah, we will see. I hope I didn't let the cat out of the bag. Spoiler alert. Uh, take it all with a grain of salt. But that's the word on the street. So we know that this movie ties into WandaVision and also ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in some form. And so it's fair to say that the multiverse is going to be involved. Somehow the villains are, are being thrown into the universe. Uh, if this is what they mean, Shaf, let's say this is the actual direction. How do you feel about this? Oh, I'm I'm totally on board with this. I mean, uh, I mean they've already established some characters in the MCU, so I mean, uh, it's it'd be unfortunate for characters like the guy who was McGargan, who uh, uh, could have played Scorpion. You know, he didn't. He never like got any of his. Um, whatever his like apparatus that makes him the scorpion. But, um, you know, there's Tinkerer, we've got Vulture still in this. You've, um, got Mysterio may or may not still be alive. Like you've already got 
lots of great <clears throat> villains. Plus that mysterious character that was sort of like the bus driver in, in far from home that a lot of people thought was going to end up being chameleon, um, brother of Craven. Like mm-hmm. uh, they, they've got a lot of like people that they're establishing to where they don't really need to be dipping into, um, all of the other Spider-Man movies from Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But, um, but I mean, it's exciting. It's really exciting. And actually, I saw a news article um, right before we started recording, and it actually talked a little bit more about the supposed roster of who the Sinister Six is going to be. And mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Rob, I'm going to share it with you. Rumors, everybody. So, these yeah, are rumors. these are reported r- roster, but it is not confirmed. Um, we're going to get from the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man universe, we're going to get Willem Dafoe back as Green Goblin. <laughs> The heart. Yeah. First you attack his heart. Don't tell Harry. Don't tell Harry. <laughs> We're going to get Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, played by Alfred Molina. <laughs> oh, Mania. man, I hope, uh, are we ever going to figure out what happened to that rubber band? I hope so. <laughs> um, We're going to get the that's Sandman. A deep, that's a deep cut from the, the <laughs> Raimi universe. The the rubber band joke? Come on. That was a good one. All right, continue. <laughs> Uh, the Sandman, apparently. Uh, Sandman, get, Thomas uh, Hayden Church, okay. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. And then from the Amazing Spider-Man uh, series featuring Andrew Garfield, we're going to get the Lizard back. Uh, uh, we're going to get Electro, played by Jamie Foxx. And uh-huh. we're going to get your favorite. Oh, please, 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 please. Continue. Please, 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 please. Say it. We're Just going say it. to get you, Spider-Man. Oh, I my am God. the rhino. I would love it so much if they bring back that cartoony mother trucker. <laughs> oh, he was the best yeah. part of that movie. He was the only yeah, good part of that movie. Yeah, this is the rumor that's going to be Rhino, played by Paul Giamatti. So, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we hope. Coinciding with all of these rumors, there was extended reports that the actual main main villain of the movie is going to be Willem Dafoe. So, we'll see. Now, let me ask you this: This is a hypothet. Okay, we've we've been down this road where we've had big giant expectations from WandaVision, for example, it's and true. those didn't really come to fruition. Uh, it's safe to say that we know this is going to be a multiverse movie based on we were told that it plays into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And Alfred Molina absolutely cannot keep his mouth shut. He said, F your NDA. I'm in this movie and this is how I get there. What if it's all villains, but no Toby Maguire and no and uh, Andrew Garfield. How would you feel about that? I would be extremely bummed. I mean, uh, unless there's some narrative for it, like they're dead. Like these villains, maybe in these particular universes, the villains won and, and took down Spider-Man. And so there is no Spider-Man anymore in these universes. Um, then that would suck. But, you know, for, for a narrative, it would make sense. But if you're going to go in and dip and grab these characters, you, you got to grab the other Spideys too. I mean, you got, and then you got to have that scene where Spider-Man is pointing at each other. Like you got to have that moment. And they all take off their masks and kiss. <laughs> you got to have, you got to have it. Well, I'll tell you who's not going to be in the movie. Supposedly shop. Mm-hmm. That would be Emma stone. Uh, Emma stone was speaking to MTV news, uh, not too long ago to promote her latest film. Cruella. Uh, and she kept her answer brief, but she was asked if she was involved in this project, and this was her reply. She said, quote, 
I've heard those rumors. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, but I'm not involved. I'm not. I don't know what you're supposed to respond as as an alum. Ha 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 End quote. Uh, which is good because she was the second worst part of that movie after Andrew Garfield. So, <laughs> sorry, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, friend of the show. I tease. You weren't the worst part of that movie. But, I mean, you 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 did the best with what you were given. The I'll worst part about that movie was Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborne. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Even though I was making a joke, I scratched it off the table because I forgot about that. Uh, glorious performance. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. So that's your weekly roundup of Spider-Man news. We'll find out more. Uh, rumor has it. I'm just One last rumor. Rumor has it. We're getting a trailer uh, in the beginning of June, Shaf. So we'll see. We will see. And we'll know more once we see that trailer and when the movie actually comes out later this year. Ooh, exciting. Exciting. Um, keeping things in the Marvel uh, universe, but not necessarily the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, for Sony Pictures, uh, a, a very well-known star uh, is has been cast as Craven the Hunter. So... <gasps> Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Um, it's it, it's uh, everyone's first choice. Ooh, and and by first I mean sixty ninth choice. Nice, nice. It's the actor who played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's going oh. to headline Craven the Hunter. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Sony, once again, just knocking it out of the park with their decisions on what to do with the Spider-Man universe of characters. I feel like he's not an interesting enough character to, to devote a movie to him when there's no Spider-Man involved. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that they're probably, as this article reads, it seems like he's not just signing up for one movie. It seems like he's signing up to be Craven for a bunch of times. So, um, so that's interesting because even if he does have an origin movie like this is planning to be, there's a, a, a very high likelihood that with Sony, how they're bringing, you know, Venom and Carnage and Morbius and everything else that they're Gonna find ways. Like he's gonna hunt Venom instead of Spider Man. Well, he has in the past. I mean, in the comic books. Uh, but I mean, th- when you think of a a Craven the Hunter story in a Spider Man movie, that's what you think. Craven the Hunter is yeah. gonna fi- hunt and try to kill Spider Man. But that's not really happening, or at least as far as we know. So it would be he's trying to hunt and kill Venom or Morbius or Silver Sable. If that yeah, ever exactly. happens, or yeah. the Aunt May movie that we're... Um, just for a little backstory for any of our fellow geeks that don't know a whole lot about Craven, I'll give you the crash course. So Are you craving some facts? You craving some facts? Well, I hunted them down, and here they are. So <laughs> uh, Craven was introduced in 1964 as a Spider-Man villain. He was born with the name Sergei Kravenov, and he considers himself to be the world's greatest hunter. Uh, he earns this title through his prowess of tracking and killing big game, often with his bare hands. 
Um, his his desire to keep this title uh, leads him to ingest a serum that gives him super strength and stamina, and it slows down his aging considerably. Uh, he's known for wearing sort of like a lion's head and mane as his as a jacket of sorts, um, and then little slippers. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, that's pretty much it that he wears. He's got a very hairy chest and. He's he looks very he's just very Russian. He's got a very yeah. Russian look. You to him. just described the movie. Uninteresting. Right. <laughs> Boring. Oh, I want to um, watch a movie about Steve Irwin. I mean, okay, that might be okay. But <laughs> I don't I that's a really yeah. boring superhero movie that you just described. Well, I remember that Keanu Reeves was in the running for this role. And can you like if you had to pick Ugh. between Keanu Reeves or Aaron Taylor Johnson? Who would you pick? I, I mean, I guess Keanu I would Reeves pick in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would guess I would pick Keanu Reeves, although I also don't think he's correct for the role. But if I had to no. pick between those two, I guess I would pick Keanu Reeves. Do you have a uh, if you had to pick somebody who would you I mean, pick? I would put uh Guillermo del Toro. Oh wait, or no, am I thinking Benicio del Toro? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. yeah. Benicio. Benicio. Benicio del Toro. Um Henry Cavill, get him, pull him over. Pull him right over. Um, if we're going to take actors who have already been in the MCU, screw it. Put Idris Elba in it. That'd be good. I'd like to see that too. Or we're going to, let's um, gender bend it. Lucy Lawless. <laughs> uh, Joe Man- Manginello. Yes. Kevin Sorbo, just the, kidding. He's got the stature. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, he's got the stature for it. <laughs> Non-friend of the show. <laughs> One of the few. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how I feel about Aaron Taylor Johnson. I mean, maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he'll he'll uh, change my mind because we do have an obligation to see this movie. Right. Uh, right. But I'll believe it when I see it. And I still might not believe it. <laughs> I mean, this is the third time that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to have a comic book adaptation. So he was in Kick-Ass for Lionsgate. He co-starred as Quicksilver in Avengers uh, for Marvel. And now um, he's got this. I mean, uh, it looks like he signed up for multiple uh, films. And um, he's also a founding member of the Sinister Six. So who knows? Like maybe he's whatever they introduce in No Way Home could be something where he becomes a part of the Sinister Six at a later time. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, this movie is set for release January 13th, 2023. We'll believe it when we see it. Yeah. And even then, still might not believe it. Speaking of seeing is believing, Shaf, we finally got a trailer for The Eternals this week. That's right. Um, Before we talk about the trailer, I want you to reenact... Uh, your initial impression because when when we were talking about the trailer in our geek so to speak group text your reaction was not one that i would have expected from you <laughs> um i did i say something like this is stupid you said this is cuckoo poopoo doo sudo if i remember <laughs> i believe that was your exact quote i yeah this is crap this is absolute this crap, is crap. This, let it be known, this is the first time Shaf has ever laid eyes on anything Marvel-related that wasn't Morbius or Venom or Venom Let There Be Carnage. Well, let's just say Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, Marvel Cinematic Universe that he's calling crap upon his eyes initially 
enveloping the content. It's supposed to be a teaser, and I wasn't even remotely teased. Like, uh, there was no arousal of any kind. You did not get hard in your excitement. Your excitement level was soft and chibi, just like yeah, just like it was before very, you saw it. Very flaccid excitement. Okay, well, it is just a teaser trailer after all. Um, I mean, it starts off essentially with early man, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um yeah, like Mesopotamia, I think. Yeah, you know, they're they're on against the beach. They're throwing spears into the water, trying to catch them dang fish. And a big triangle ship comes out of nowhere and captures all their attention. And you see the the uh, Eternals on the ship, looking over the Earth and looking over these uh, these underdeveloped people, and they're saying, "It's beautiful, isn't it?" Um. And then, of course, we get a big montage. They say, we watched, guided, and helped them progress. Uh, we've helped them accomplish what they can. And it looks like uh, they're, they're, getting, they're getting stronger. I'm just paraphrasing here. <laughs> um, but it's apparently they're giving them tools. They're giving ma- and them, I mean mankind. They're giving mankind the tools and the skills and the equipment or the knowledge of how to make the equipment to succeed and to become uh, uh, higher up on the evolutionary charts when it comes to planetary civilizations. Um, and then the the most outrageous line in this trailer shop, they says, throughout the years we have never interfered until now. Oh, <laughs> so you didn't see Thanos? Uh <laughs> Wiping the floor with everybody on Earth and not just interfering with people on Earth, but wiping out half the life to ever exist ever anywhere, period. They got it. Let's just keep playing backgammon. That's cool. Kumail Nanjiani, keep doing the little dances that you do in this trailer. Well, isn't it interesting, though? Isn't Thanos technically an eternal? Um. I don't know if in this continuity he is, but in the comics, I believe so. He's a cousin. Um, he's a cousin to one of the characters. Yeah. Angelina uh, Jolie's and, character, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other question I have is, were the Eternals affected by Thanos's snap at all? Were any of them dusted? We won't know until the movie, like if there was any type of effect uh, from the... Yeah, maybe you know, that's their the snap. Maybe but. that oh shoot. I just I just figured it out. Here's how they're gonna write off the Eternals not showing up. Are you ready for this? Uh the snap wiped out half of all living life in the universe, right? The odds, there's no odds, you know. If it was your family shop, they could have wiped out you and your baby, and it could have just been Sarah. Your your fiance. If it was my family, could have wiped out uh my wife and my boy and it could have just been me right or just me or just you there's no number it's just 50 percent of all life oh the eternals got snapped up they were gone (laughs) they didn't come back until until after the hulk snapped that's why they weren't there calling it that dumb answer just like just like the dumb answer of how did the hulk get get onto the the garbage planet oh he was he was in a jet, and then he flew to it, and they captured him. That's how. <laughs> that's how he did it. The answer that I said 
several times on early episodes of Geek, so to speak. That's too dumb. They won't do that. <laughs> They'll do it. The Eternals were snapped up, every single one of them. That's my prediction. Mark it. Episode 156. I have a theory that maybe because think of this. So they're like they're like immortal, right? They they can they're basically like creations uh from the celestials. And they're kind of I won't I want to say they're kind of like androids, honestly. They're they're not they're they are like genetically engineered um people with with power. So what if they and I'm gonna throw this out there, what if one of them had the ability to make them all forget. So what if they forgot that they were Eternals um, <laughs> so that they couldn't help out with Marvel's stuff? Like they couldn't help out with any of the threats that have happened in the past generation of stuff because they didn't even know. Cause like, why are they wearing normal human clothes? Like they're wearing like really casual clothes, like blending in and stuff. Like yeah, what if they're maybe so blend in because they totally forgot that they're Eternals. And then they're like, Oh wait, we have powers. Oh crap. Oh, we're all back. We're all back. Maybe. Quick. That's Manifest just a silly an answer, but I wouldn't energy. put it past. <laughs> so, yeah, this trailer is interesting. I mean, it has it has to do a lot because there's so many people out there, including myself, that don't know a whole <coughs> lot about the Eternals. So Yeah, this is a property I'm not super duper familiar with. Yeah. Um, I think we do get a very quick glimpse at the main villain of the film, uh, a, a deviant, uh, which is another offshoot. Oh, you mean our corrections department? Oh. <laughs> Sexual deviant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his, uh, he's a, his name is Crow, K-R-O. Um, and actually the character Athena played by Angelina Jolie has uh, a romantic uh, history with Crow. So, mm-hmm. But he is a four-eyed character, and I'm not talking him that he wears glasses, but he has four eyeballs. Nerd! And Nerd! <laughs> apparently he's pretty large, and he's got some kind of like weird, like shape-shifting, iridescent skin. So uh, he, he, this is just a brief, quick glimpse of him in the trailer, but uh, we don't necessarily I didn't even know see that. Like I'll have to go yet. back and watch again. Uh, we see a lot of the characters. We see... Um, <clears throat> I don't even know all their names, but... Um, you see Angelina Jolie. You see yeah, Selma yeah. Hayek. Yeah. You see Kumail Nanjiani. You see the guy <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, excuse me. For a hot second. Got the beard and everything. And then you see all the other people. Also. And you see the guy who looks like Benedict Wong, but is not Benedict Wong. <laughs> I have a theory. So this movie, obviously, we know it's going to go through a lot of different time periods. Mm-hmm. And it sort of it kind of it, it uh, indicates that they are helping propel mankind yeah. technologically mm-hmm. uh, through all the various ages. Yes. What if they have a hand in why Wakanda has vibranium? I think that there might be something to that. Like um, that a lot of the origins of stuff that they, there might be like questions about, they could easily just shoehorn Eternals sort of manifesting stuff to help the human race. Like, hey, have you, uh, hey, Angelina Jolie, have you seen those, uh, the plants that we have that, uh, you know, make, give you superpowers and you can talk to the dead? I can't remember where I left them. And she's like, ooh, I left them in Wakanda. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they never find him. And that's that. The one element of Black Panther that I didn't like, I was like, this plant thing is stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to move on because we're talking about trailers and I'm going to engulf just this into one big trailer story. We also got a trailer for Old Shaf, which is M Night Shyamalan's next big movie and I use big uh subjectively because he's one time he had a big movie that was called a uh, Avatar the Last Airbender or The Last Airbender or whatever it was and <laughs> it is a movie that I fell asleep in and walked out of. It was so boring. Um did you sleepwalk out of it? I, absolutely, you slept, I did. Woke up and then walked out. I rolled down the. I was sitting in the top <laughs> tier and I rolled down the stairs. <laughs> did not wake up, uh, and then s- sleep crawled like a worm out, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like slimy the worm on Sesame Street. That's how I did it. Um, deep cut. That's a deep cut. If you unless you have children, and then maybe you know what I'm talking about. Shaf will get there eventually. Um, <laughs> Anywho, what I think is really funny about this trailer before I get into the premise is that it's M. Night Shyamalan from such movies as The Sixth Sense or The Happening. I was like, oh, no, no shit. Who doesn't know who M. Night Shyamalan is? This is the only movies he makes. (laughs) These types of movies. Anyway. It's not just like knowing who he is, but knowing that he always has twists. It's got to have a twist. You got to have the plot twist. So like now you go into his movies, you're like, okay, what's the twist going to be? But so many of his movies suck that now the plot twist is really just that the movie's good. I don't think that they suck necessarily, but I think that his first big success, The Sixth Sense, nobody saw coming. It was one of those movies that you couldn't talk about. You didn't want to root for anybody. And then there was such a high bar set by that that he's never been able to hit that because we know what his movie's like. We know there's going to be a twist. Yeah, well, so, Unbreakable was an excellent movie. I loved Unbreakable. That's a, that was a sleeper hit. That was like a lesser known, appreciated movie, and then suddenly, it got, um, it got a sequel. It got a spinoff. You know, it's two sequels, right? Technically, or a sequel and yeah, a spinoff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a sequel. And a, well, spinoff first, and then a sequel. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, the premise uh, of this movie it's called Old Shaf. <laughs> There's a secret beach, a secret secluded beach. That nobody knows about except for these people who do know about it. And they go there to have their vacations. And little do they know that the more you hang out on this beach, the more it rapidly progresses your own aging. So if I came there as a spry uh, 20-year-old, within minutes or hours or however long it is, I'm going to be a spry 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old. Etc. Think the movie Thinner by Stephen King, except getting skinny, it's getting old. That's what it is. Um, and there's going to be some sort of twist. Like, you were old the whole time. You just thought you were young, idiot. <laughs> or something like that. It's not that you're getting older. It's that the beach is getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> the twist is M. Night Shyamalan comes up at the very end and goes, I got your money and you can't get a refund. Twist! <laughs> I just hope that because, you know, he puts himself in every movie. I hope he doesn't have like a role in this where he has his shirt off. Like, I don't I just don't want to see M. Night Shyamalan without a shirt. I hope he does. Anyway, well, here's the other (laughs) thing about the trailer that's kind of interesting to me. And I don't know if the movie's going to do this, but you got to imagine like if you're rapidly aging, like you would kind of figure that out pretty quick. 
right? Like there wouldn't be like this weird surprise where you went from eight to 17 years old. Like (laughs) the trailer kind of makes it seem like they were, they were pretty like the, the, the change happened pretty quickly all at once. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see this because I mean, we're reporting on it, so it qualifies as geek content. So we'll see it when it comes out. But I'm not super hyped about this one. But I know our corrections department is because what he likes to do is anytime there's anything new, he's got to show us right away. And the second this trailer dropped, one second after it hit the internet, he was like, guys, check this out. So I know he's excited. So therefore, we're going to watch it. Anyway, that's what we got for Geek News this week. Now, we introduced this segment last week, Shaf, because there's been an abundance of geek news this week and last week. We just don't have enough time to talk about it. We say we're going to keep these episodes 90 minutes, and they always end up being two hours. So, in the interest of time, we're going to pull back the new segment from last week called Geek News Lightning Round, where we spitfire... The news. I guess that's not a really correct way to say it, but you know how I like to coin terms on this show. So anyway, play that bumper, Shaf. Geek News! All right, Geek News Lightning Round. I'll go first, Shaf. There's a report that we're getting a brand new Nintendo Switch launching this fall. Let me just hit you with the quick details on this. So... Um, excuse me, citing multiple sources, Bloomberg says Nintendo plans to launch the new hardware in September or October and is likely to be priced higher than the existing console, which currently retails at $299.99. They're saying that this new Nintendo Switch will have a larger 7-inch OLED screen with 720p resolution, but will be capable of outputting 4K when docked, as opposed to the current Switch, which is a 6.2 screen and only outputs outputs 1080p um these reports also say this new switch will be costing 399 dollars and if they don't call it super nintendo switch it's a missed opportunity right there oh i like that super nintendo switch that's pretty cool um all right moving on uh next thing we got is a teen heartthrob maybe he's not really a teen but teens love him Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is going to play a young Willy Wonka in a Warner Brothers movie. Now, apparently we need another uh, Wonka movie, and this is actually going to be a musical um, based on the early life of Willy Wonka. Yes, I said musical. That means Timothy Chalamet is confirmed to be singing and dancing in the movie. Now, this is going to take place before The Chocolate Factory, so we are not going to get any appearances by Charlie uh, or his family, especially not uh, Grandpa Joe, who is the absolute worst person in the entire world. He's an absolute ass. So yeah, Timothy Chalamet will be Willy Wonka. James Bond has a new home, shop because Amazon and MGM announced a definitive merger agreement where Amazon will acquire MGM for $8.45 billion with a B. That's $8.45 billion. Uh, for Amazon, they're purchasing MGM. M- MGM has over 4,000 movies in its catalog shop and 17,000 TV shows. Uh, so that is going to beef up the prime 
content. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of things to watch on your Amazon Prime. Uh, in addition, Amazon is anticipating being being able to mine Metro Goldwyn Mayer properties like the Pink Panther, Rocky, and of course 007. So expect lots of sequels to movies that don't need sequels several to decades later. Very good, very good. Moving on, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been cast in another Warner Brothers DC movie. That's right, he's Black Adam, and now he is also the voice of Crypto the Super Dog. This is an animated DC film centering around Superman's dog, uh, who teams up with a flying cat to stop crime while the Man of Steel is on vacation. Apparently, Superman takes vacation. Uh, slated for release in theaters May 20th, 2022. No other cast has been uh, shared yet, um, but they're hoping to get an A-list cast to voice the other two and four-legged heroes and villains in DC League of Super Pets. If you smell what Crypto the Super Dog is sniffing. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, Shaf. Okay, uh, moving on. As soon as the story loads for me, I wasn't, I thought I was ready and it didn't do it. I'm screwing up. Kick news lightning round. Okay. I can go next. You okay. go next while my story right. loads. Okay. So, uh, some brief news, uh, related to the green lantern HBO max series. They have cast Jeremy, uh, Irvine as Alan Scott, who is actually the first of earth's green lanterns who just so happens to also like and prefer men that's not the uh the relevant news but we just wanted to share uh that the character of alan scott uh the green lantern is going to be in this show and featured and uh very exciting so um not much more known uh related to that but he will join finn whitrock who you may remember from american horror story um he was pretty excellent in that tv series and uh, finn Finn Whitrock is going to uh, play the lead role of Guy Gardner. So uh, this is going to go through a whole slew of time periods, but it's going to be all about the Green Lantern Corps, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right. My story loaded up. Thank goodness. Uh, we are supposedly, rumor has it, that we are getting a new Metroid game this year, Shaf, in 2021. According to Emily Rogers, who is a leaker who has been privy to Nintendo's plans in the past, the new Metroid installment is going to be coming out later this year. Rogers said that a release for this currently unannounced game would make sense to fall within September or October, given how many previous installments in the series have released around this time in the past. This is her tweet, and apparently she's in the know. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt. She says, with Pokemon being a November release, I'm curious to see where Metroid fits into the schedule. Speculation, September to October might be a reasonable window for Metroid. Samus Returns was a September title. Other M and Federation Force were August titles. Um, as you may or may not know, Shaf, they were making Metroid Prime 4 and they had to scrap it completely because they were not happy with the game. And even though they had already announced Metroid Prime 4, they said, sorry guys, the game was not good. We're starting over. So who knows if this is true or not? Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, is this, I think this is the last bit of news for the lightning round specifically um for those that enjoyed marvel's avengers uh from square enix uh there is a rumor going around and it seems to be confirmed that it's in development but 
Uh, as of right now, the the story is that they uh, Square Enix is developing a Guardians of the Galaxy video game follow up, and it'll be focused on, of course, the uh, the Guardians as we've seen them in the uh, MCU. No definitive uh, cast in terms of which characters, uh, because the Guardians of the Galaxy have included very uh, a whole ton of Marvel characters, uh, not just the ones that we've seen in the MCU. So we don't know exactly who's going to uh, comprise the team, but we do uh, know that it's a pen, potentially in development right now. And uh, the title will not be pres- present at E3 2021. So we won't get to hear anything about it anytime soon. But uh, if the rumors are true, then uh, we might be able to come and get some of that love sooner than later. As long as it's better than the Avengers game they made. I'll be cool with it. All right. So that's Geek News Lightning Round. Ooh, I'm sweaty, Shaw. Oh, my God. That took it out of me. I need to take a drink of water. So let's take a quick break. Let's tell these guys where they can find us on social media. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Zack Snyder's latest masterpiece. And I use the term masterpiece uh, loosely. Army of the Dead on Netflix. We'll be right back. Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shoff's here too. We're taking a short break from all the geek news to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Find us on Facebook at Geek So To Speak Podcast and join the Geek Nation. It's the best way to stay up to date on all the latest geek news and extra stuff we don't get to cover on the show. You can also find us on Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast and Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC. Also, if you want to suggest a topic for geek news, a review, or even a geek movie torture, you can email us at Geek So To Speak Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and leave us a nice review for a sexy shout out on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Same geek time. Same geek channel. And we're back. That's right. We are back and we are talking about Army of the Dead on Netflix, directed uh, and cinematographized by Zack Snyder. Good old Zack, friend of the show. That's right. That's right. This is, uh, 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 honestly, this has been trending on Netflix. It's been a very popular movie. It's doing really, really well for Netflix. Um, uh, straight out of the gate, we're going to let you know that we are going to talk uh, about plot details related to this movie. So um, if we get into any spoilers, you're warned now that we are going to be getting into it. And uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, now would be the time to go back and listen to a previous episode of our podcast and then uh, watch Army of the Dead and then come back and you can uh, check out what we thought about it. So you've been warned, folks. Now, uh, Wonder Rob and I had the pleasure uh, or displeasure of watching this movie and um, I think we're both in agreement when we say that this is a uh, unnecessarily long movie. <laughs> yes, this mov- this movie clocks in at two and a half hours, Shaf, uh, in typical Zack Snyder fashion. And while I don't think the movie's bad necessarily, it certainly had me looking at my watch yeah. more than a handful of times. That's for sure. Uh, parts <laughs> where people are being mauled by tigers for five minutes... Uh, zombies killing people several minutes people monologuing about how much they love each other or what they're going to do with their lives when they could be you know escaping the casino that they're in 
<laughs> and having the yeah. conversation on the helicopter on the way out. Uh, s- several things that could have been truncated, in my opinion. Uh, like I said, I don't think this is a bad movie per se, but I think they could, a good 30 minutes could have been off oh, this yeah. movie. Um, it was it was something. Even my wife, who had no interest in watching this movie, but eventually, just like she always does, ends up sitting down with me and watching it, was saying, why, sucked why, in. why are these scenes taking so long? She said that several times, and I said, it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> and she said, oh, wasn't the Justice League movie like four hours long? And I said, five, actually. It was five hours long. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, oh, okay, that explains it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. um, I mean, the intro, so the movie tries to sort of create the circumstances and it gives you insight into, so so that you can see like how things went went bad for, for Vegas, how it became a location, the source of a, of a basically ground zero for a uh, a zombie outbreak. Yeah. Um, and so you see like a series of montages, which I actually really enjoyed. I thought that was a really cool moment in the beginning of the movie when you're seeing like the Vegas tourists, like trying to run away or you're seeing like, uh, showgirls, uh, as zombies and they're like running at guys with their tits. Oh, for sure. Zombie boobs. Uh, almost immediately. <laughs> I feel like this at the time when I was watching it, I said, is this the first time I've seen zombie boobs? <laughs> but I feel like I have seen zombie boobs before. It I can't was a place very the movie. confusing boner. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, a boner all the same though. So <laughs> when it works, it works. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, I don't know if we've seen zombie boobs in another movie, but I feel like, I feel like we have seen zombie boobs before. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to Google zombie boobs right now. Here we go. (laughs) Zombie (laughs) boobs. Uh, He's heading into the deep, dark trenches. Here we go. I'm going on to images. Oh, my gosh. I am not seeing what I want to see. Scout Sky did the zombie apocalypse. Has zombie His boobs? Is being flooded with, uh, with pop-ups. Oh, right this is what it is. It's um um. This is where I saw it before. Zombie Land. Zombie Land has zombie boobs. There's zombie boobs in Zombie Land. So let oh, it be I known. I have seen Zombie Land. I just don't remember. The it's this. It's the same thing These where it's a montage shot. Zombie boobs were forgettable. Forgettable. These zombie boobs aren't bad. I'm I'm not hating what I see. Am I gonna have to? Oh my god. Am I gonna have to explain a new kink to my wife? <laughs> oh you're like no. you're like next time we go to Newport I'm going to need you to uh to pretend like you're undead. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've we've solved the mystery. Zombie boobs do exist. Yes. Um there's also a zombie tiger uh sort of a leftover remnant of the Siegfried and Roy show. <laughs> yep. Which still <laughs> Which exists. Pretty- yeah, considering they're both dead. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a tribute show. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I, I of of any place that it could have happened uh, for a zombie outbreak, I think it's pretty epic that it happened in Vegas. Like that's a good setting for a movie. Oh for, yeah, for if, a zombie movie. It felt like oh gosh, what's the we. 
we talked about this game not too long ago, the zombie game on Xbox where it's in Dead a Rising. It feels like Dead Rising, like it was a Dead Rising movie almost. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the massive floods and hordes of zombies where it's like just a sea of zombies. Like you just see them like all together. That was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that this movie... First of all, I was actually very entertained for a good majority of the movie. Like I, I thought it was a, I was I said to myself, I'm like, I don't really usually choose or like zombie movies. Like World War Z was too tense for me. Like I didn't I didn't enjoy it. It was not not fun. Um, uh, I saw Dawn of the Dead. I I've, I used to watch Walking Dead on TV. Plenty of seasons. Um, I just. Like it is what it is, but this movie was entertaining. Like it was fun, and it was there were moments that were funny, and the the uh, action, the combat was was really cool. Um, so for me, like I was surprised at how much I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a few standout characters. Uh, well, I guess first of all, let me ask you this one, Rob: Did you like it? Like, what if what would you rate it out of like ten being like an amazing movie, uh, one being an absolute? I give it like movie. a seven. Okay. I don't have That's the fair. urge to watch it again, especially because it was so long. Yeah. But if it was, if I, if for some reason I had to watch it again, I wouldn't be mad. But I don't see myself watching this again. Yeah. Very rarely yeah. do I watch a movie twice, unless it's a a Marvel movie. Um, I was gonna say it reminds me. Circling back to the video game, what it reminds me of. Did you ever play Dead Island? Are you familiar uh, with know- that game? I'm familiar with it because I know it was a follow-up game to the Dead Rising franchise. No, 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 no. It's a it's a whole separate game, um, but essentially it's like a, a tropical island, like resort island, gets taken over by zombies, and it's it's think think of like your first person Resident Evil game, like Resident Evil Eight right now, but it's all zombies and not as scary. Like that's what it was, um, but it still was on the right game. Uh, but it, it has that feel to it because it's a lot of like cramped spaces, but zombies everywhere sort of thing uh, anyway okay. anyway who do you voodoo bitch that's a that's a deep <laughs> cut from that Did you game. have any favorite so it's like a instant it's as much as it's a a, a movie for dave bautista to shine in mm-hmm. and he's clearly the main character um i think in many ways it's also an, an ensemble movie so who do you have any favorite characters or any characters that really annoyed the crap out of you okay well let's talk about characters that annoyed the crap out of me uh Ella Pernell, who plays Kate Ward, Dave Bautista's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, the worst, <laughs> the worst, absolutely positively, 100%, they would have all gotten out of there with the money if she didn't exist in the movie. Her character true. was like, okay, she had her motives. I'm taking care of people. She's a mom. She's her kids. I was taking care of her kids. I got to find the mom. Okay, but don't run away because this is what we're going in and out. She's like, but I'm probably gonna. Okay, but don't. And then what does she do at the very end? She runs away and the last 30 minutes of the movie are spent going after her. When they cracked the safe, got the money, could have left, short of maybe dealing with the the security guard guy uh, who tried to fuck them and trap them into the, the safe area. But I still feel like that if she was not there or just didn't do that, 
oh my god, I was so mad during the last 30 minutes. I was like, this is baloney. And I was also annoyed with Dave Bautista and uh, Ana de la Reguera, who played Maria Cruz, talking about rekindling their romance <laughs> in the hallway after they got the money when they... They've said several times the uh, the A bomb is coming in twenty minutes. Right. Yeah. Stop talking in the hallway. Get out. I was my wife and I were both yelling at the screen. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Go. And then and then she has a pretty gruesome. Oh my god. Death. She gets. Yeah, my wife. That one made my wife jump. Uh, but it's pretty out of nowhere and and fast. You know, she she gets the old twist, the old dick twist. Except it's not her dick; it's her head. And I'll tell you what, though, I've never seen that that move done. And then what followed? That was a like yes, you've seen plenty of times where like a, a person will come up from behind and they'll like they'll twist the person's head and and cr- crack their neck and they're dead, like instant instant kill. But what you don't normally see is the little like vertebrae pop out of the fucking sh- side of their shoulder out of, out of their neck, like that was disgusting. It was, it was something. Uh, so th- those little character moments where they all could have been leaving. And Dave Bautista's daughter, period. Worst parts of the movie. Uh, as far as standouts, I'll tell you who... He's not in the movie a whole lot, but you know who I liked was Theo Rossi, who played Burt Cummings. He was the uh, the security guard in the, oh, uh, yeah. the quarantine zone. He was Shades and Luke yeah. Cage. Uh, he is so good at being like that morally uh, like not right person like he he's really good at playing creepy and unpredictable and ready to fly off the hinge and and probably you know rapes women and whatever like he it's kind of weird to be typecast as that like you got to wonder like what kind of person is he in real life he plays the bar really well (laughs) uh it's funny because i he came on and my wife was watching with me at that time she was sort of passively watching but she was watching and he came on and I couldn't place him. I was just having a total brain fart. I was like, "This, oh, it's that guy. I like this guy. He's good. But I couldn't remember what he's from. And I just want to brag on my wife. I said, wait, what's he from? What have I seen him in? She looks at him. She squints. She looks at me again. She looks me right in the eye. She goes, he was in Luke Cage, I think. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And my wife didn't watch Luke Cage. (laughs) She she had no interest (laughs) in those shows whatsoever. So kudos to her for pulling that knowledge out of nowhere. Uh, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, Uh-oh. you're like, I married the right person. That's awesome. Tig Notaro. It's a big standout in this movie. I can I just I, I don't have enough nice things to say. I mean, I don't have enough. What I'm trying to say is she's amazing. She was Tig really good. Notaro in everything she does, whether it's comedy stand-up or Star Trek Discovery or this movie, everything I've seen her in, I always enjoy her performance. She is so fucking effortless in what she does and how she acts and the whole like not giving a fuck attitude. Like I feel like that's just so how she good. is as an individual yeah. and she just doesn't even act. She's just like, yeah, this is how I would do it. Gosh, she's so good. I like, I love that she's in this. And when you think about it, she wasn't even cast officially in this from the get go. It was Chris D'Elia in mm-hmm. her role. Um, and he was let go because of all of these sexual uh, uh, incidents with minors messaging yeah. young women. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he was what you call canceled. And, you know, sometimes when people get replaced, like you can tell that the role was written with somebody else in mind and maybe it doesn't really make sense with who they cast. I feel like she owned it. Like it, I don't even, if I don't even think Chris D'Elia could do half as good a job as what Tig Nataro did. Like she was amazing in it. So yeah, I was aware of the recasting when I watched it and I was paying special attention to all her scenes. There's not a lot of scenes. There's not a lot of group shots where she's in it. A lot of her shots are just single shots of her. So I'm curious if they reshot the group scenes with her or if they just superimposed her in there after the fact. I can tell you they they superimposed her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, almost all of her scenes were done via green screen. Um, yeah, one, or, one she, or two of them looked like they were. I think there's maybe only one scene that she actually did act with somebody. Um, but for the most part, and you probably noticed this as well, is the the movie is shot in a very unique style where there's a lot of blurry edges yeah. mm-hmm. and it's kind of, it kind of works in favor of this, this actor replacement that they had to do with Crystalia and Tignataro because anytime that she's like in the background of a shot, they can sort of blur her as well. And, and it not look strange because she's been added digitally to, to these scenes. So it could all, it could, it could look wrong like let's say if the lighting wasn't perfect in their their uh uh attempts to sort of recreate the scene and film it again for with the scenes with her because they're not going to film all the scenes with the group cast again so like they have to try to match this the uh all the lighting and everything so it could look bad but because of the way that they're filming this with the the camera work it kind of just it works like it, it 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 helps kind of blend in and make her look like she was really a part of it all, but she wasn't. So yeah, I was um, I was pretty impressed with her overall. I I, I like her a lot. Also, um, just quick shout outs: the actor who played oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, the the YouTuber who who got famous on YouTube for shooting zombies. Uh, here it is: Raul Castillo who played Miki Guzman. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Um, and the safe cracker guy. Um, looking through imdb right now and i don't see him for some reason but oh no uh, dieter dieter dieter, yeah, Mar- dieter. matthias oh my god his last name well let's just call him matthias uh <laughs> matthias had some laughs out of me too um oh my gosh i'm looking at his filmography right now is this is gonna sound crazy he does a lot of foreign films for Gieden, die bank uh frau ella Cocoa 2, the sequel to Cocoa, uh, and several other movies that I can't pronounce. Interesting. They pulled him overseas. I like the guy who played, and I'm going to probably butcher this character name, Van Van Hoven, Vanderhoven, Vanderhove. Oh, yeah. He's the guy with the Omari Hardwick, um, who is the only one who survived. I... The, the safe cracker throws him into the safe at the end. And I was like, well, that's uh, fucked because he's not getting out of there. <laughs> I was like, what kind of dumb plan was that? Yeah, he's he's <laughs> stuck in there. There's no oxygen. There's no food. There's no water. Like, he he's not going to last for very long. Um, and I actually thought that they weren't going to come back to him at all or maybe make it be like an end credit scene or something like that. 
I didn't expect it to be something that would um, just be part of the ending of the movie. Like I didn't think there were, I thought they maybe they would leave it on a cliffhanger and that would be like where they pick up for a sequel or something. I don't know. No but. sequels, man. Um, although I don't know how I feel about his ending because it feels like it's going against the zombie rules in this movie. So help me understand this. You're bit by a zombie within seconds to minutes. You're a zombie, but he had a zombie bite and you know, he, he escaped. He found his way to an airport. He rented a plane. He had drinks with the stewardesses and then he discovered he had a a zombie bite and then he's just starting to turn. So I don't really understand what's going on there. I don't know that either. And the other question I had was, did we ever see him get bit? No. So I guess like technically the bite could have happened as he escaped from the vault. I mean, could have, but maybe not because it showed him just climbing out of rubble. But he didn't even know he got bit. So we didn't know. How is he didn't know? How are we supposed to know? Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, how would you not know you got bit? Like that, that to me, like that's strange. Like you wouldn't feel that festering wound on your arm. Like that, that's weird to me. I don't know. Maybe it's a last of us situation where the girl spoiler for last of us, where the girl is uh, the, the one and only person who isn't uh, affected by being bit by a zombie. So maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Um, I'll tell you who I really liked though. Um, shh. I forget the actor's name. He played Scott Ward, Dave, Dylan, Donnie, something like that. Oh, Bautista. Dave yeah. Bautista. That's his name. <laughs> Silly me. Um, I thought he did pretty well considering, at least for me, this is the first movie I've seen him in where he was a leading man and not a side character. And I, he carried the movie pretty well, I thought. Yeah, he had he was able to to uh, obviously he brought it during all the action scenes, but he also has he's a pretty good actor and uh, he's able to kind of play those dramatic scenes where you have to show heart, you have to show empathy like um, he can be raw and uh, and honest in his performances. So I like I, I enjoy him. I think we've talked previously about like who's a better actor, Bautista or The Rock. I've Bautista hundred like a hundred times over he's way better than the rock as an actor um i know they had to bring in that whole like element of the father daughter like situation it helps you know humanize him more um i kind of was bummed that he died at the end like i was hoping that his character would at least there would be like some happy ending you know, for mm-hmm. like at least the two of them, even if they didn't get the money, like that they found each other and that they, you know, reconciled things. Um, but that whole thing with the daughter, man, like they went back because she went to go find that Gita lady. And she didn't even live. Fucking, yeah. By the end of the fucking movie, Gita's dead because of the helicopter crash. And and uh, Tig Nataro's character as well dies in that crash. So it's like the only person who lives uh, out of this whole thing is the daughter. And she was the one who fucked everything up for all of them. So yeah, like, and and Bly Tanaka, if you count him, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't get his hands dirty. So um, there's kind of an interesting theory out there for this movie. I don't know if you've seen this one, Rob, but um, they talk about it actually in the movie as well. That Vanderhove, whatever guy um, who operates the saw uh, as his like trademark weapon he talks about it when they're about to approach the, the vault and he talks about how there's a time loop. They're caught in a time loop. And even, 
uh, Zack Snyder has been questioned about this because there's a lot of things like Dieter, for example, um, has never, you know, been in combat, never fired a gun before, but he's like, (coughs) excuse me, he's, um, he's hitting all those targets. Like he's, he's taking out all the empty bottles. Um, same with the daughter who all of a sudden is like a crack shot with the gun when she has to. Right. So the theory is that, um, and not to mention the other instances where we see the, the dead corpses of that sort of resemble the, uh, the people in the team, right? Like there's the, the corpse that has uh, a necklace around the, its neck and there's like an attached key. And that's the same key that um, Dave Batista's like love interest or quote unquote love interest in the movie uh, that she's wearing. Uh, some people with a certain kind of type of bandana uh, around their neck, like there's stuff to indicate that they've been here before and maybe weren't as successful. Um, and that mo- there's been multiple attempts. And one thing that, uh, they, they find that the, uh, what's the word? Um, they find the blueprints from Bly Tanaka, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, Oh, another team's been here. I should have known he would, uh, he would bring other teams, but, but perhaps it's actually that it's them from a previous timeline and they were not successful and didn't make it as far or something like that. So yep, 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 yep. it's possible. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't think it really makes much sense given the, the outcome of the movie. Uh, but it's a really strange time loop. If the, if time is still moving linear, linearly, but they're stuck in a time loop. I'd have to read the details on the theory, how that how they're explaining that. Yeah. Um, I will say this. So Zack Snyder was asked about it, and he actually gave the theory a bit of credibility. He, he told uh, the film junkie, he said, there's a chance, and I'm not saying this is 100% true, and in some ways it's not, but the group at the table, I mean, it's pretty subtle, but that's them also at the table. They get farther every time, possibly is this the time they made it all the way through to the money? So it's almost like we're seeing like the last attempt where they actually, and that's why time is moving linearly because they've actually stopped the time loop. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting theory. Interesting theory. Is it going to make me go back and watch it again? Probably not, but interesting theory. (laughs) Absolutely. um, So yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was really surprised that I enjoyed this movie. I was ex- kind of kind of dreading it. I kept putting it off. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I guess I'll watch this. I've been scared so much lately with Resident Evil Village that I was like, I don't want to watch another movie that's going to make me scared of something. Like, <laughs> oh man, I didn't expect. Based on the trailers, I did. I had the opposite. I wasn't like pumped to see it, but I wasn't like, I didn't feel fatigued or anything, and I absolutely did not think it was going to be a scary movie. So it's interesting that you went, you were, you thought this was going to be a horror movie after playing Resident Evil. Oh, no, no, not a horror movie. I mean, I saw the trailer too, but, um, but just the nature of zombie movies are usually enough of a reason for me to be like, not scared, but tense. 
like tense, like the scenes themselves, you know, being stuck in cl- in close quarters uh, with zombies and the hibernating zombie scene and everything. Yeah, like that scene exactly. Those are really tense moments, and I'm like, I can only handle so much tense uh, in my life. So. <laughs> oh man, I love it. This whole this whole time, I actually stopped the movie once or twice and looked at my wife and I said, "This would be an awesome video game." Like, I feel like this would be a really good game to play. Oh yeah. Uh, and she goes, oh, it's just going in and fighting zombies and getting the getting the, the money. And I said, yeah. And that would be an awesome video game, I think, <laughs> personally. Yeah, Just totally. all these different scenarios that you got to get yourself through. You know, and if, if the time loop thing is kind of right, then it's, it's kind of playing out like Majora's Mask, right? You have to you have to save the village. You have to do this before the moon crashes and destroys the town, right? So, like... Um, if the atomic bomb that they or the nuclear strike that they do, if the, if that happens in the previous timelines, that's what causes the reset. And then, then they go back through and, oh. and try again. So that could be it. That's not a bad theory. I don't hate it. Not bad. So. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I liked it. You know, is it my movie of the year so far? No. Is it the worst thing I've seen this year? No. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see where it stacks up when the geeky awards come rolling around. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, what we did not get a chance to cover at all um, this episode, which we had hoped to do, but we just there wasn't enough time, is to talk about Modoc. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were <laughs> going to talk about Modoc. Um, I mean, we could. I forgot. Just give it a, a quick couple minutes, or if, or we could save it and talk about the entire season after we finish watching it. Yeah, let let's do that. Because I've only got a couple episodes under my belt, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just put it out on the line right now. I'm not like, enjo- I don't want to say I'm not not enjoying it, but I'm not like loving it. Really? Oh man! So far, but I'm only two episodes in. Okay, I'm only one episode in, but I could not stop laughing throughout plenty of well, the, mo- the, the like episodes. Like I said, what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not hating it, but I think my expectations were a little higher than what they should have been. Okay. And that's the best I can describe it right now. So yeah, let's let's uh let's come back to it after we've watched the whole thing. Okay, sounds good. Let's do that. All right. All right. Well, on that note, fellow geeks, it's it's that time again, you guys. We're wrapping up geek so to speak. We we absolutely positively thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking through with us. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on. If uh, if you want to be a geek, so to speak, fluffer, all you got to do is talk about the show to your friends. Post it on the Instagrams, the Twitters. Uh, fluff us up. Make us hard and strong and expand <laughs> our reach. That's all you got to do. And the best way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to suggest a topic for us to talk about, a movie to review, a TV show to review, uh, any geek movie tortures or any sort of uh, tangent of the torture family that we do, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget... It's not in the social media promos yet, but we are on Twitch, Geek So To Speak Podcast, and Geek So To Speak Shoff. And we just started a YouTube page. It's still under construction, but there are some videos on there of us playing Resident Evil Village. Uh, so far, just me, but within the next day or two, we're going to have Shoff's videos up there too. And you can find us on YouTube at Geek So To Speak 
pod. If you're trying to find us as individuals, well, you're in luck. You can find my best friend in the whole wide world, Shoff, on Facebook and Instagram at ShoffVO. That's S-H-O-F-F-V as in voice, O as in over. You can find me, Wonder Rob, at Wonder Rob on Instagram and Twitter, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. You can find our corrections department at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C, V-I-B-B-E-R-T. Somebody correct him for once, huh? Give him a taste of his own medicine because he <laughs> deserves it. Uh, yeah, Mark. Mark with a C. Uh, we love you, but dang, Mark, why you always got to be correcting us? But even though we ask you to. Dang. Uh, next week, we're coming back at you with a new episode. I don't know if this is 100% set in stone. We might be talking about uh, A Quiet Place 2, um, unless we don't. So... <laughs> We've, we've been known to say we're going to talk about something and then not talk about it. So that's the tentative plan for right now. And if it's not a quiet place to, well, don't you worry your, your pretty little ears because whatever it is, it's going to be good. And that I can guarantee. Any final words, Shroff, before we get the heck out of here? Uh, yeah, well, if A Quiet Place 2 doesn't happen, or perhaps in addition to talking about A Quiet Place 2, uh, Lego Masters Season 2 premiere is happening next week, and uh, there's a good chance that um, I know I'll watch it, and I know Wonder Rob was watching Season 1 getting caught up, so he may watch it as well, which we can definitely talk about that too next week. Yeah, so, let's see if uh, we can get that under our belts next week too. Yeah, plenty uh, plenty to uh, plenty to share, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more geek news, and who knows? Maybe even a Spider-Man trailer by then, too. So that <gasps> oh, my be, gosh. If the rumors are true. That's right. Maybe <laughs> if there's a Spider-Man trailer, we might just do a Spider-Man trailer breakdown as our... Oh, yeah. We haven't done a trailer breakdown in a while, Shaf. So if there, if if there's a Spider-Man trailer, maybe we'll make that our main topic. We'll see. That sounds, that sounds good. All right. All right, you guys. Well, oh, I was about to say it. I almost said your line, Shaf. <laughs> you know we could flip-flop it what? for whoever introduces the episode uh, i don't know how i feel about that but you know what let's flip-flop it just this once to see how it feels huh all right all right good. you know where to find us folks same geek time same geek channel oh you gotta give it a little more oomph. i i scream it practically but that's okay it was your first time it was your first time you were a virgin You guys are fucking lame. So, you have a zombie movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. And you've never seen zombies like this before. How's that? Mostly out of focus. What? Oh, yeah, we're gonna do practically every shot with super shallow depth of field and really blurry backgrounds. Sounds a little distracting. It might be. So anyway, there's gonna be the zombie outbreak in Vegas, right? So the government basically walls up the city to contain the spread. Smart. And they declare it's no longer part of America. Well, why was that necessary? Unclear. So eventually the government decides to nuke the city to kill all the zombies. Okay. But this casino owner, Tanaka, has $200 million in a vault under his casino, so he approaches this former mercenary, Scott Ward. Oh, and he tells him to assemble a team? He does. So Scott needs some teammates. He needs a safe cracker, obviously. I thought it was Tanaka's vault. Can't he give them the code? No. Okay. And they also need a helicopter pilot. Oh, they can fly in. That'll be helpful. No, see, the government doesn't actually allow people to fly into Vegas. It's 
restricted airspace. But they can fly out? Yes, yeah, sure, I don't care. So Tanaka also adds his own head of security, Martin, to the team. And this guy's real suspicious. Oh, sounds suspicious. He is. So they head to Vegas, and Scott's estranged daughter, Kate, forces herself into the movie because she has a friend that's inside the city. Sure, she may as well be in the movie. Oh, she will be, and she's gonna get everybody killed. Oh my god. So they head into the quarantine zone, and they see a zombie queen and a zombie tiger, both of which were turned by an alpha zombie. Oh, biting tigers is tight. Then they're gonna stumble upon a bunch of zombies that are hibernating. Oh, zombies hibernate. Some of them do, sir, because as I was writing this movie, I was like, hey, what if zombies did everything? Interesting. Yeah, we're talking strong zombies, fast zombies, martial arts zombies, dumb zombies. Okay. Robot zombies. What? Yeah, a couple of the zombies will be robots with glowing blue eyes. It's gonna look very cool. What's going on there? It's gonna look very cool. They're robot zombies. Why are some of the zombies robots? It's gonna look great. Okay. Oh, we're also gonna mention that a bunch of these zombies got dried out in the sun, but they come back to life when it rains. Oh, a very cool concept. I bet that's gonna come into play later. It won't. Oh. And we're gonna have this guy, Vandero, keep bringing up this saw that he loves to use. Oh, probably gonna be a crazy scene of him using that later, huh? Ah, there won't be, no. All right. Yeah, it's like the famous Chekhov's gun writing advice, right? If in the first act you show a gun on the wall, then in the second act, just kind of have a good time. That's not how that goes.